This is JFM Podcast. Very pleasant evening, Monday evening to you. Welcome to the program, Nigeria at Sunset on J101.9 here in Jaws. My name is Ponsak Fanap. I hope you had a good weekend. Well, uh, today is the 20th, okay, 12th day. It is the 12th of uh, July, 2021. What a good day to be alive. Well, we give thanks to that. Well, good evening, and how's it going? Well, very good. Good evening. Uh, trust you had a good weekend. I'm not sure we got to to see this weekend. Well, uh, it's a Monday, and it's almost like the weather had been the same all day. I mean, it's been a super cold Monday morning all through afternoon, evening. But, I mean, this is just, and this is exactly what uh, makes the town different. I mean, people in Lagos keep complaining of heat and I mean, <laughs> they see you on videos mm. or pictures and they ask, why are you wearing a jacket at 2 p.m.? I just have to tell them, like, man, this is just, well, uh, interesting, maybe not the best of weekend for me. Um, I mean, yet again, uh, we lost another gallant officer uh, that definitely has a lot of energy around him. Uh, Gideon Oguni is someone I respect so much. And uh, the few times we've had to talk here, the few times we've had to come to the station to, you know, say hello i mean it shows it shows someone that understand what he wants to get uh, you know from from life uh, someone with a master's in clinical psychology young with a young family just a child just got married a few years ago and you just ask yourself how much more can we hold on to what we've been passing through in this country almost 18 years now and one of the campaigns of president muhammad Buhari prior to the 2015 presidential election was uh, to lead the battle from the front to protect every single ninja i mean even if you had not said it i think the responsibility of every government the primary responsibility is to protect the lives and properties of your citizens especially the ones that are at the battlefront. Um, Gabriel Oguniye's death really got to me. I mean, a young man full of energy, each time we get to talk, is so much about not wanting to be at the desk, he wants to be at the thick of things. And, you know, when I got the message, even before I saw the picture, it just took a lot of energy out of me. And I just asked myself again, another young man, another brilliant, fantastic young man, engaging, you know, it just, just fell off like, that i saw the picture uh, you know today forwarded to me by this the the sister and i felt really pained i mean you you you, you talk about these things you talk about how you know uh, nigerian soldiers are not equipped at all not to even talk we used to talk about them being you know poorly equipped now they don't even have anything i mean you got notification that they were coming to attack your base and because of the fact that you feel these people have they've, they've done enough damage you just want to face it and just be responsible for 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 all you stand for unfortunately i mean gabriel paid the ultimate price and i hope and i pray that all of that the huge sacrifice to the Oguniates family will not go in vain and most especially the nigerian government would understand the reason why they have to be sincere with all of this conversation about fighting insurgents fighting bandits fighting whatever it is that fighting you know you get to listen to these young officers joining the, i mean those days i had friends that had to reduce you know their ages because they want to enroll into the nda there was so much competition those times i mean because people felt yes this is where i want to be but look at what we have in this country right now uh, it's it's a mess of everything uh, today there's issues here and there i mean it's 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 really disturbing and that was exactly what just overshadowed the whole weekend for me i lost a friend a brother i mean it's it's really appalling and we've seen this almost on daily basis reported or not reported soldiers keep dying for whatever reasons people go into combat with little or nothing to fight and you expect them to fight and at the end of the day when they get killed like you know gabriel got killed it just goes on as one of those things he's been buried and he left a child that is barely a year old a marriage of less than two years old it really broke my heart and 
I just pray that the Lord will, you know, give all of us the the fortitude to bear this huge loss. Uh, it really pained me, Ponsak. It it was a really touching weekend for me. Yeah, well, sorry about that. I myself, I lost, you know, a dear friend. Uh, Victor, I uh, met him, you know, through a mutual friend and he was shot dead. No, not ambush in Kebbi State and he died. Uh, well, uh, that's the supreme ultimate price that uh, you have, you'll pay uh, eventually if you sign up to defend, you know, our country. You know, we all defend the interests of our country on different fronts. Over the weekend, so many losses, I would say. Uh, sincere condolences to the family of Saun Sultan. He passed. And, of course, Deputy Governor of Kaduna State as well. Uh, the late uh, Balabantag C uh, passed. Well, I uh, pray that God comforts their families. And, of course, you know, any close relative that is uh, grieving. Well, lots of intrigues, I would say, in our country. Uh, the Delta COVID-19 variant is upon us. Well, the NMA, Nigerian Medical Association, has come out to say the AstraZeneca vaccine that Nigeria is administering to its people is effective against, you know, that variant. But the question is, you know, I, I was just thinking to myself, I said, what if we had a second wave of the Ebola um, virus? You know, <laughs> how will that be, for example? Uh, right now we're having COVID-19, and this is the third, va you know, variant, uh, Delta variant. And well, uh, okay, I just hope that you know the health authorities are doing all that is needed to protect you know Nigerians. And of course, you will have to protect yourself by observing all of the protocols. <laughs> all right, yesterday that was a big game, and I think in a very long time, I think in over ten years. <laughs> Yesterday was the time that... Uh, you watched ball. Yeah, soccer. You know, my friends pushed me to it. And I really don't know what kept me, you know, they are just watching because at some point in time, I just got bored. But perhaps it's because of the conversation. And, you know, some people said it was coming home. Some people said it was going to Rome. It was coming Rome, you know. I do not understand, but people were so excited. And... Uh, you know, I saw the videos, you know, uh, footage of attack, alleged attack, you know, by English fans, you know, on Italian fans. And, you know, somebody was trying to say that it's supremacist, you know. I said, no, it's not supreme. I think Mighty Jets, with no due respect. I saw your status. Yeah, I just said you're looking for trouble. It's not, you know, <laughs> Mighty Jets supporters are known for that, you know. They are going to give it to you anytime the... Uh, lo lose, you know, mm -hmm. the game. It's not allegedly, and it's not with due respect. That is how we know. Seen. Yeah, anytime you go to watch soccer, I, back in the day, I mean, if you just perceive tear gas, just run. Um, and, and you know, one, one thing that I'm, is very interesting with uh, our supporters is that I, I don't understand people that don't put even, they don't even buy merchandise to promote the club. <laughs> they don't pay registration dues. But you see, they are the ones, you know, forefront, you know, trying to uh, fight, you know. Uh, well, I'm not, nothing against my, I'm not there, but it's historically, it's well-documented fact, you know. <laughs> but I love Mighty Jet Football Club. They've done Plateau State very, very proud. Uh, I know my personal friends who have played, you know, in their team and they've uh, rise up right now. I'm not saying Mighty Jet, I'm saying the fans. Yeah, the fans that maybe don't contribute one single couple, but they keep giving the club wahala, wahala. Anytime they go, uh, is you know, fight and things like that. And yesterday, I'm not going to say this on air, but yesterday my friend, you know, El Cash says something that really, uh, <laughs> I'm not going to say. But if we meet, you know, I'm, I'm going to remind him what he said. Uh, well, congratulations, Italy. Uh, at least it is now in Rome instead of home. <laughs> so, yesterday, what team did you support? I mean, the fact that you're even talking about soccer now uh, shows how much of a good weekend you had. Uh, no, it was, never, it was interesting. It I've was. never, ever seen you. you know, the and and the match, you know, the match. You know, it's interesting. Mm. Extra time, extra, extra time, and, and then penalty, penalty kick. Yeah. I mean, you know, even the first half got like four minutes extra time, mm -hmm. and the second half got like six minutes, and the ex I mean, I said, I made this team finish now, and it just... I want those, they were playing the penalty. <laughs> One of my parents would say, when does he lose? Like, this person is so going to lose. lose. And, and he lose. lost, you know. <laughs> and everyone would just keep quiet. 
I know it was the last, you know, kick. I think it was Saka who, yeah, yeah it was. And I heard that uh, racial abuse, you know. Man, that was actually the first, you know, tweet. Well, he's an Arsenal player. Saka is Arsenal player. Well, my you players were the first two players that lost yesterday. Yeah, but it was Rashford, Arsenal that Rashford always. And Arsenal will always, you know, take the, you know, <laughs> oh, why, why jo- Arsenal? He wants to join this league also. <laughs> no. <laughs> he wants to join this league also. Let him catch. <laughs> Yeah, well, you know, I mean, that was on a lighter note. Uh, congratulations to the team star one. I still remain, you know, yours truly, sincerely, strong supporter of Mighty Jets Football Club. I think it's one of the best. I understand it. I understand what you are trying to do. Yeah. <laughs> Before they come visit you. No, nobody is going to come. <laughs> nobody is going to come. <laughs> yeah, well, we have an insert from the former national chairman of uh, INEC, that is Professor Tahiru Jaga, giving his thought opinion about election administration in our country. There's been ongoing debate about whether or not, you know, uh, the National Assembly struck out electronic transmission of results to ensure transparency, credibility, you know, in our electoral system. We're going to play this insert. When we come back, the program will continue. Stay here. As you rightly know, um, there have been since 2010 significant uh, improvements and the uplifting of the bar in the conduct of elections in our country. Um, but uh, the bottom line is that a robust electoral legal framework is critical to election administration and to ensuring that elections are conducted with integrity. So it is absolutely necessary to periodically review the uh, Electoral Act in order to take into consideration uh, some of the observed flaws in the implementation of the laws uh, during the conduct of elections. And uh, since 2010, when there were significant amendments to the Electoral Act 2010, and we came to have the Electoral Act 2010 as amended, uh, there has not been, to my mind, any significant improvement in the electoral uh, uh, legal framework. So when the Ninth National Assembly commenced the process of amendment and the production of the uh, uh, electoral uh, bill 2021, uh, many Nigerian stakeholders who wanted to see remarkable improvements in the electoral legal framework and uh, in the conduct of elections within that legal framework uh, have uh, been very happy and have participated very actively uh, in that uh, process. So it is necessary to periodically review the electoral legal framework. It has been long overdue, and uh, I think that uh, it is good that at long last there has been uh, an effort which is almost concluded to review the uh, Electoral Act 2010 as amended. Well, uh, uh, Sharon, as we all know, uh, in most electoral jurisdictions uh, in the world, efforts are being made to introduce technology uh, in order to improve the integrity of elections. Um, uh, I think when one looks at the draft of the electoral uh, 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 bill currently in circulation, uh, which the National Assembly hopes to uh, pass before they go on recess, with regards to uh, um, utilization of technology, there is a very, very contradictory provision in there. While they permitted INEC to use uh, uh, electronic voting, they now said INEC uh, provided that INEC does not use electronic transmission of results. And it's, it's really uh, uh, counterproductive. You can't permit INEC on the one hand to, transmi- uh, to use electronic voting and not to use electronic transmission of results because usually they go as a package. But besides that, electric- uh, most countries are really using it as the best practice. Because electronic transmission of result, once there is a robust software and hardware for doing so, 
It now brings efficiency, it brings transparency and uh, real-time uh, ability to, to see the results as they are transmitted from the polling units uh, to a national coalition center. It also is good practice and uh, it's upscaling of the use of technology to improve the integrity of the electoral process. Well, the program is Niger at Sunset on J11.9 here in Jaws. That was uh, former national chairman of the Independent National Electoral Commission, Professor Atahiru Jaga, saying that it's electronic transmission of results is very needed, uh, transparency and things like that. Well, uh, we don't have a guest. Got word that you know, our guests cannot join us. Wanted to talk about the COVID-19 Delta variant. Uh, but of course, a lot of stories. Want to commiserate with the people of, not commiserate, but we empathize with them, you know, over the abduction uh, of the, uh, the Emir of Kajuru. Uh, that is Al-Haji Al-Hassan Adamu. And the abductors, his abductors are demanding 200 million naira's ransom. He was abducted, you know, uh, yesterday, early in the morning, uh, early hours of yesterday, and 13 other members of his family, you know, and his pass in his uh, personal residence. Well, the irony was that, okay, I mean, he was, he got security tip that, that they were planning to uh, come and kidnap him, and he summoned a security meeting, you know, uh, in his emirate to address the issue. And of course, uh, it was before the time that, you know, he was abducted. Very sad and really unfortunate. Well, uh, <clears throat> very sad and unfortunate. Uh, it just shows that uh, nobody is immune to all of these things. Nobody is out of the box. Nobody is, you know, out of the... I don't want to use the word catchment now. <laughs> it's it's very clear. I mean, we read stories of politicians, even, uh, you know, serving House of Assembly members being kidnapped and killed eventually. So uh, it, it's just the problem that everyone is in right now. And Cardinal State, unfortunately, had been more of a soft target lately. Uh, the the private university kidnap that led to the death of about five students before the other ones were secured. Uh, the the you know federal federal institution also that they had people kidnapped the new uh, the polytechnic also that new Bamali almost almost about 30 days after you know the staff and student that were kidnapped also were released or let me say you know after maybe after ransom were paid uh, they always tell us that nothing was paid that it was an effort of whatever it is but it shows that nobody is immune nobody is safe <laughs> you could like put as much as you want to put in terms of protection put you know bulletproof bulletproof everything around yourself even your your shoes if they want to pick but, you up they'll pick you up but here's here's uh the um one thing that i thought about over the weekend i said how different will it be if malam nasir erufai hadn't come out to say as a he's government not, yeah paying ransom he's not gonna pay ransom because the i mean if for example god forbid you know they kidnap somebody close to me uh for example i know that i'm going to do all i can to raise money you know to ensure they are released mm. uh, because you know the bandit will make me understand that look the government doesn't even care about you uh so if you don't bring this sum of money to us we're going to kill your loved one we're going to kill your friend uh so is the psychological torture you know is there for me i personally you know is it's like uh, maybe the situation would have been a lot more different if Malam Nasir Arufai hadn't come out to say the governor of Kaduna State to say, you know, the Kaduna State government isn't interested in paying ransom. Uh, for me, uh, it would have been even more different if he had been able to back up his words with action. If you say that, if you come to my town to kidnap, the way he was emphatic about talking, when he started talking about the old body back thing during prior to the election, when he was sending a strong weather signal to foreign observers of the election in this country, if he was that emphatic with the statement, perhaps uh, the conversation would have been different. Uh, apart from maybe the northeast, down this side, I think Cardinal State has been the worst hit lately in terms of kidnappings, in terms of killings, attacks in the village. You see farms just getting destroyed overnight 
Like, if you make such a such a statement, it's an emphatic statement. It's a statement that should be backed up with actions. But what do you have? A poorly funded, you know, motivated, equipped military. They can't even fight. You pass through the city of Kaduna. There's almost nothing to hold on. So if you're saying you're not going to be paying ransom, then you that means that you have option B in case the bandit come, and you're you ready to face them fire. Forces. And you don't you don't have a control by it. Mm. If it was President Buhari, uh, Muhammad Buhari that made this statement, that will have said, okay, is the science, is the CNC rather, uh, is the commander, and is he, he owns everything. He decides who goes to this place. But then you are, you are, you are just a state governor, a state governor that has a lot of distraction around him, yeah. and you just made such a state. It's a blanket statement that obviously attracted a lot of trouble. If President Muhammad Buhari can be in Katsina, and over 300 students were abducted in a school in Katsina the same weekend where Mr. President was at home, then it's, it's, it shows that anybody can call your bluff, and there's nothing you would do about it. I mean, very unfortunate. Let's go to this story now. A suspected hurts man yesterday uh, stormed a community in Kaduna State. You know, let me just tell you... Uh, Journalists, are, are, they can. I mean, you know, one of uh, Prince Valentine will say that there's a t thin line between uh, journalism and blackmail. And for me, I added that there's a thin line between journalism and mischief. Mm. You know, uh, let me tell you what mischief sounds like. Let me read out this headline. Again, suspected Fulani herdsmen kill nine, injure others in southern Kaduna. Okay, for me, that is mischief. But if I'm going to report this story, I'll say criminal gangs kill nine. And we even, the number is not necessary. Persons, you know, and injure others in Kaduna State. Because Southern Kaduna is a political identity. And it will invoke, you know, emotions. But the question is, how have they reported that of, you know, Kajuru and other uh, parts in, in Bamali? For me, all I'm saying is that, look, peace, we can... Anytime I wake up from sleep, one thing that I always tell myself is that Ponsak, today is an, is an opportunity for you to do good. So the best thing you can do is choose to do good, no matter how difficult, you know, uh, that will be. And then I'll say, so help me God. Uh, even and doing good is because if the person who wrote this story perhaps is a christian or muslim or whatever religion is and is thinking that he's playing into the sentiment of the people but he doesn't know the kind of fire that is setting you know society on for me really i've evolved not to see human beings based on religion ethnic group ethnicity i've you know i'm trying to see human beings and for me it's a struggle you know because is how I've been. Is the show? Is how society has engineered itself, you know, uh, to be. Uh, so you know, it's, it's it's it's. I know, in as much as it's difficult, but how better will our society be if, for example, uh, you know, we change how we work and change how we look at you know other human beings so uh this reporter maybe southern kaduna if you know because it's believed that okay the southern part of kaduna is where the christians are and the north is where the muslims are but if you go to the northern part of kaduna you find muslims and you find christians if you come to the southern part you find christians you find muslims uh but in whose interest you know are you reporting and what is the aim for me, the aim as a journalist, as a reporter, is society will be peaceful. If society is peaceful, I'm going to make more money. I'm going to raise a family that, you know, I'm going to be proud of. They're going to get good education, a bet better health care, good public infrastructure that would, you know, support me to thrive as a human being. But, well, in as much as our heart <laughs> goes out to, you know, these people, but I'm just giving you cheat because uh, I know what the screen does to people, <laughs> you know. Uh, uh, have you seen the um, how people put magnet on you know the left arm of if it had the COVID nineteen vaccine <laughs> just because it's on a screen and then people just so yesterday I told my friend he had the uh, vaccine so I said you know just do you mind and then I put a metal he said the thing fell off you know fell off I said people <laughs> believe everything they see on the screen right now without. Uh, raising questions, you know, about it. Somebody somewhere is manipulating your senses. And for me, you're intelligent more than that. Uh, the truth is this. Uh, I, I, the way the world evolves, that's uh, the way the ease of access to information are continuing to evolve as well. 
are gonna do this where uh, you have to get to the newspaper stand or you have to you know wake up and maybe walk into an office or wait for one of your uncle to come back from work in the evening you know before you go through the dailies these days as early as 4 35 you know you've gone through all the major dailies around the world not just in nigeria it shows how mobile information had been how people had evolved to put the word in that regular conversation of it being a global village and most times uh, the press, the media, the journalists being uh, uh, the watchdog in quotes of the society uh, should be responsible for wherever we find ourselves. I do tell people whenever I'm in Lagos and I see some advert on TV, I just tell my friends like, you can't run this advert where I'm coming from. It's, it's, it's not about, so don't people need a product? That, I said, see, whether you like it or not, the media must be responsible in whatever environment they find themselves. It's even a theory in mass communication but that said, are the people that form the core of the society, that forms the pillar of any society, whether for the good or for the bad reasons, they deserve to know exactly what is going on. It's just unfortunate that we've allowed a lot of sentiment to be cloud our, our conscience, our level of judgment, that we don't see the message in stories anymore. We don't see the message in post anymore. We just go straight up to the sentiment. Oh, if we, reportedly... Fulani have killed these people. Oh, this, this and that. And we just fly with that sentiment. Before you hear, there's a reprisal. Exactly. There's a reprisal attack. At the end of the day, you find out that the picture is not even a recent picture. Absolutely. But then, truth is this. Uh, we've got to... Uh, maybe it's, it's not really not it's not about not reporting these things it's about being responsible with reporting these things i've run into a lot of trouble uh, in in my attempt to want to give the people facts in this case they will tell you that as a journalist it's not everything you see uh, you know that you that you report but the truth is this the people need to know exactly what is going on unfortunately there's a tribal stereotype and uh, we can't you can't look away from that the only thing we just got to keep telling the people is this whether you're yoruba whether you are Igbo or whatever tribe you come from, whatever language you speak, you are a Nigerian first before you became anything else. You cannot be a Yoruba person and be in, in Kenya. You are a Yoruba person, you are in Nigeria. So uh, that is the bigger picture for me. But And you uh, don't have a Yoruba passport. You don't have a Yoruba. You have a Nigerian Tarok. passport. You, have a Nigerian you don't passport. have a Yoruba flag. You have a Nigerian flag. You Absolutely. don't have a Yoruba currency. You have a Nigerian currency. Absolutely. You don't have a Yoruba anthem. You have a Nigerian anthem. Yeah. So we've got to see ourselves in that fold. Even at that, as well the press has got to do their job we've just got to be responsible about it uh it's it's as simple as that very true i mean we have a society to feed information and our society evolved you know based on the kind of information that it's you know it gets it receives and it's been fed for example okay uh i don't know how to take this information but uh, here's the news for the second time in a month the national assembly has been confronted by flood caused by the leakage from the complex roofs. I, I don't know what Senator Sabi Ali will say. Maybe he's going to, because that the other time, he lambasted journalists, even calling out China's television, you know, saying that they lied in their report. But uh, if videos is anything to go by, and of course, reverse check, uh, because every information can be uh, fact-check, uh, for example. Well, the areas majorly affected were the central lobby at the White House section of the complex, which adjoins the Senate and House of Representatives, chambers, the Senate Press Center, and the frontage of UBA. Uh, if you've been to the National Assembly, you know that there's mm. a you know, mini, you know, uh, UBA bank uh, there. The last time several parts of the complex were flooded with water from the leaking roofs was Tuesday, June 22nd, when senators resumed from a week recess like the previous one many members of staff journalists and visitors watch helplessly as cleaners from the two companies engaged by the national assembly had hectic time in controlling and cleaning the water okay okay well mm, uh, whether 37 billion was approved or, or 9.2 billion was mm. eventually approved the, the big deal is that, that there was huge amount of money that was you know approved for the renovation of that particular complex 9.2 billion was the final amount that the presidency slashed it to. so the question is this is it that they've not started the renovation process or this leakage is coming after the renovation had been done because you know, maybe it's, it's remaining uh, uh, sorry it's Maybe just uh, that wing. No, maybe he's remaining the judiciary Indeed. right now. Recall okay. the president was, I mean, he had to 
uh, leave his office, mm, his main of, office, mm. because they needed to fumigate mm. and rats. <coughs> rats infested, was disturbing you know. the uh, So the second place was National Assembly. Mm. Uh, you know, 22nd of June and right now flooding. So maybe, I won't no, be surprised it, it, during sitting, the Supreme Court start. Uh, I mean, we've seen, we know we've, seen, we've seen houses of assembly. Uh, at some point, uh, snake fell off from the Undo State House of Assembly uh, at the early tenure of, you know, the, this uh, government. Ruti Makredi. Ruti We saw the videos and the pictures. Um, I mean, the, <laughs> the question we need to ask ourselves is this. Was it that the renovation was not done or it hasn't been done yet? Or maybe the money had not gotten to them. The truth is this. These videos are real. A friend of mine that works at the, at the commission there sent a lot of clips. It's not even today. It's just because this one got really because the, the rain was heavy in Abuja this morning. That's why the flood got this much. A lot of offices they put uh, buckets, plastics in between those offices just to control the rain. And uh, this is supposed to be the place where decisions are made in this same country where people with worth billions are sitting. The question we need to ask ourselves is what attention do we pay to public services? What attention do we pay to utilities that are meant for the public? Uh, the, the, if 9.2 billion was approved in 2020 budget for that place and this is just july okay the first major leakage was reported on the 22nd of june so i don't know maybe the money <laughs> had not gotten to the contractor that's supposed to do the job i mean nigerians <laughs> are even after the first leakage was reported nigerians still alleging that this is another way for the you know senators to siphon money and because they will tell you oh we cannot sit the house is leaking we'll do our own virtually and then we need 10 billion <laughs> to renovate the the white house wing that is leaking i mean this is nigeria you know, wonder shall never end. That is, you know, popular phrase in Nollywood. Wonder shall never end. I'm just waiting. Maybe when Supreme Court will sit and then uh, justices, you know, in their robe, in their uh, rhymen, they will just sit and then the roof will start leaking. I see what... <laughs> I mean, the executive legislature right now is under natural attack. Hmm. It's natural yeah, attack. This one is not, it's not protest. <laughs> it's not NGO. The phone lines are now open. You can join the conversation, uh, talk on any stories that will, you know, discuss, and you can join your own voice to it as well well today there was a big big meeting of the people's democratic party in plateau state the big weeks the uh principalities and powers of the people's democratic party in plateau state met today well recall the news going uh going around that uh, the plasec has disqualified you know uh pdp from cont uh, contesting the local government election it is untrue it is absolutely untrue. Uh, so PDP is going to contest, you know, in the upcoming local government election. Uh, that is the position of uh, things right now. Well, we're yet to get the outcome of the meeting of the P uh, People's Democratic Party, uh, the cream de la cream of the party. We're yet to get the outcome. I learned, I think some two or three hours ago, I, I uh, saw pictures, uh, even the former governor, former senator, uh someone that you know he's been foundly called baba jang even by his enemies and his uh low people who admire him a lot you know uh just saw a picture of him coming down from his car just this afternoon to uh grace the meeting that has been caretaker sent from the national uh, body of the pdp to come and you know midwife the process uh, because the party in the past was immersed you know in real big controversies so we wait the outcome of the uh, People's Democratic Party meeting today. And tomorrow, of course, we're going to report. You can join the conversation, 90 988 or you call 90 Hello, good evening. Hello, good evening. Thank you for calling. Tell us your name and join the conversation. Thank you very much. My name is Sadiq Umar. I'm calling from TTNT Junction. Thank you for calling, Sadiq. We're listening to you. Yes, yes. Uh, I want to first of all speak on this issue of electoral bill. That the president reaching this level have not signed it. Actually, it is a very, very disappointing one as we have, as we have promised before the coming of the first tenure. But it is very, very unfortunate that it's not even starting in the first January, usually in the second January. And now the 2023 election is coming. They are using it as a tool uh, for campaign again. So let the president 
look in the other way so that the people or to hear the people opinion on this issue of electoral bill because it's the bill that have the citizens so that they will see their problem that they have been in a very very long time and so let me talk about the uh, house of assembly is very very the national disappointment because as it happened in the first time we urge the presidency and the House of Assembly to take an emergency measure. But now it's happening again in the second term. It is very, very unfortunate. But not only the House of Assembly, if we check our court, our local court in our community, you will see that it's very, very rough. We, we don't know why the government are not serious in the issue of public service. A public service is supposed to be rendered because it will lead some corruption. Because if the place is frustrated, it will give the people's mind to have a, a, a type of corruption. Because you will see that demanding from the public. So we are urging the government to look onto the matter, to even the issue of insecurity before 2023. That's what I want to say. Thank you very much. God bless you. God bless you too, Sadiq. Thanks for calling uh, the show. 90 or you call 90 uh five five six 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 nine nine we're on facebook as well you can join the uh conversation on our facebook platform facebook.com slash jfm joss hello good evening thanks for calling hello thank you for calling madam thank you my name is sharon and i'm calling from Trinidad. sharon we're listening to you Are you there, Sharon? Hello? Okay, we lost the connection there with Sharon. Please call back when you get a chance. 090-556-6666-99 or you call 090-9884-8848. Hello, good evening. Thank Oops, oops, oops. Sorry about that. Maybe we go to Facebook. Okay, let's refresh the Facebook page and take some comments. Yeah, uh- <coughs> Uh, it's facebook.com uh, forward slash JFM Joss. Uh, you can drop your comments and you can also still call the studio lines. We're not on Twitter for now uh, for obvious reasons. Andrew Amos. And by the way, uh, somebody somebody asked a question this morning that if you know the federal government decided to lift the ban on Twitter, that what platform would they use to make the announcement? Since that was the platform they used to you know, make the announcement of the ban. And nobody could give a straightforward answer. No, they will use... Okay, uh, but they will use the I don't know, man. but you will know definitely. You will know, Andrew Amos. Uh, the federal government should respond as quick as um, they respond to critics on how to curb the Delta variant, not to spread. The Ninth Assembly won't succumb to any pressure except it comes from the presidency. That's why things are going wrong in this country. As far as this Ninth Assembly is concerned, let's just forget about them and move on. Prince Kiri, uh, really, that would be helpful if the electoral bill is passed into law. I think it will help in terms of bad governance and the corrupt leaders. If Anaya Davos says, uh, the images of farmland, Maud is giving me sleepless nights. Security agencies need to step up their game and talk to these heartless animals in the language they would best understand. Uh, what are those security agency vehicles launched, used for? Okay. Uh, Comrade Alex Rapp says, the National Assembly lacks um, the courage to stand because the president had thrown them. Uh, this Ninth Assembly are too weak and slow. And, um, okay. Well, I didn't get that. Caleb Longju says, uh, which assurance do we get uh, when the whole thing about COVID-19 started? Now we're here. I would never believe any assurance to control anything from this government. It's obvious that these people are in power who don't mean well for this country. The confusion about the Electoral Law, Electoral Act Amendment is intentional. We would never give up on asking for the right things. Thank you, Caleb. Our comrade Antibat says, uh, I don't longer think of this National Assembly because they have failed. They are not working for the interest of the people, but their personal interest. 
uh they have betrayed the interest of this country nigeria and that is the problem that we have today i don't have confidence in this ninth assembly imagine these people they continue to approve boring for mr president and the boring has no impact in the country what does that mean killings everywhere abduction but the national assembly is doing nothing about it honestly these people have run down the country let them know that they would not be there forever may god help us um, okay, thank you for the prayer, uh, comrade. Ajank Agnes. Well, the federal government should react on the issue of the Delta variant. The National Assembly can succumb to the will of the electoral observers. It will be helpful in terms of bad leadership that don't have the masses at heart. Love your show. Thank you. Eric Iam, it's right and okay for the National Assembly to listen to the electoral observers. The National Assembly have not helped matters. They've been rubber-stamped. And I look at them as spectators National Assembly, where they're supposed to challenge certain issues. They just sit and watch. I find it difficult to trust this ninth assembly. We wait and see if they can surprise themselves. Uh, thank you very much also for your prayer. John Paul Chakov, I think the necessary measures should be put in place in order to arrest this COVID-19 uh, variant ASAP. Uh, before talking of changing the electoral bill, one needs to know, do we have a sound and vibrant National Assembly? The answer is no. As far as this Ninth Assembly is concerned, all hope is lost because of its lost in leadership. Okay. Don Jimmy says, well, for me, insecurity is the key factor in Nigeria now, not election. Can dead, can dead person vote? Let the federal government look into the issues of insecurity. Manasi Hapsen, I don't believe in any electoral voting pattern because even with the electronic voting, our politicians are still rigging elections. So nothing like credible elections in this country. Sadiq Kumar, I think the government will take the issue of COVID-19 serious, seeing how people are not abiding by any of the safety protocols. Signing of electoral bill will ease the problem of election, but I don't know why it's taking this administration so long without signing the bill. They are now using this as a tool for campaign. Charity Ali says, Nigerians are no longer safe, and everyone knows about that. The government is not even ready to help us out of this trouble. May God heal the land. Ima Christopher says, I'm not surprised about the not inclusion of electronic transmission of electoral results by the National Assembly in the Electoral Reform Bill. The National Assembly is just a puppet in the hands of this administration. We should not expect anything good from them. They have created more electoral units to aid their electoral practices. God will help us in this country. Let's take more phone calls. Hello and good evening. Thanks for calling. Good evening, Mr. Ponsat, and again, Mr. Thank you. We're listening to you, sir. Yes. Um, in the morning, somebody make a call to Zero Machunda. The gentleman make a statement that shoot me. And uh, it's just like the man is actually um, in my mouth, taking on the rest out of my mouth. Um, the issue concerning Loretta Odeche and the president <coughs> or the presidency is forcefully. Giving us this particular woman as um, uh, uh, a commissioner in Delta State Sunday. And then, just like you rightly say, of, of two, over 200 million people, credible people who can select to be able to man that particular office. And if the president actually loves to give her a job, give her an appointment from, the, from, 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 from his coffers, he can actually give him work from other, so many other agencies, so many other places where he can instruct this, this particular individual to be able to, you know, see her work. Uh, in, his, in his government. But if you look at the statement of that young man he said this, this morning, he said, let me quote him, I'm not even that he said, the way the APC is restructuring the uh, uh, electoral commission in this country, they want to make it win this country for another 60 years. This is the case of that particular young man. I really, really, if you play that particular, uh, whatever this, this morning, the fifth day of uh, July 2021, you hear that? And I completely agree with him because I don't see why this particular person, a card carrying member of the APC, you want to put her as a, as a, as a, as a, a, a election officer or, or whatever it is. I think it is actually wrong. And if the president of Nigeria thinks that he can do whatsoever he wants to do because we have the back, the, the, the National Assembly is backing him, they are completely overstamped the National Assembly. If you look in the past, Saraki was called all sorts of names, saying that the reason why Nigeria is not going forward under the election of Buhari was because Saraki had decided not to. 
sign certain things or to endorse certain things that are coming from the presidency. A lot of people, even from here in this zone, say that the reason why Nigeria is moving forward is because of Saraki and uh, Ghana. But today, look at it. Nigeria is getting more indebted on, on weekly basis because we have National Assembly that has told us that anything that the president brings to be is today, that they're going to sign it into law. We're going to call it democracy. They're just in the, they're just playing in the toes of the of, of the executive and the, and the president particularly. Honestly speaking, I think Nigerians are going the description that is going to the world. I am telling you, and I just wish well, what I'm thinking is going to happen. May God help this country. Have a lovely working evening. Thank you, thank you. Zero nine zero nine eight eight four eight eight four eight. Loretta on your chair, you know, issue for me is you know, uh, the politics behind it. And if if the Buhari administration is honourable, I uh, just look at reputable organisation NGOs, INGOs that have written petition. Uh, you know, against uh, Loretta Onoche's nomination by the uh, president is the matter of our laws, is not her as a person. What is our law, you know, saying, you know, about her own uh, uh, case? Hello, good evening, thanks for calling. Good evening, Mr. Pastor, and I'm in the studio. Thank good you evening. for calling. Tell us your name and join the conversation. Roberto Mancini calling from Namigo Road. Thank you for calling, sir. Honestly speaking, what is happening in Kaduna is so, so pathetic. The kidnapping by the day in Kaduna is on the increase. I think for me, the the call for a state of emergency in Kaduna is long overdue. It should be it should be enacted at least to see if... if because the present democracy governor is there, it's like he's not doing anything regarding... Regarding, regarding security, so they should please give the, the state of emergency so that other things will be, be, be should reshaped. I look at it that way, please. And for, the, and for the electoral bill, please, our politicians will not use our head and use this as a platform to, to make campaign and do whatever. National Assembly's money has been budgeted. There, there was 37 billion that was budgeted that, that was budgeted. For the renovation of that building, but up till today, that building is leaking. What is happening with the money? Where is the money? Please, our government should do the needful. All right. Thank you. When you say Roberto Mancini, I thought uh, he was the coach of Italy. I guess that, <laughs> that was his name. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you very much. Well, <laughs> you know, okay, I'm, I'm, I'm planning to, you know, uh, get a sports club, maybe a, a soccer team, you know, to support. Maybe I'm going to just support Mighty Jet and Plateau United. Just stick to Mighty Jets. Uh, Plateau United. For you. Yeah, I think Mighty Jet. So, mm. uh, but I'm going to buy a form and register as a member of Mighty Jet so that if Is I shout. There's a form, you know, supporters club. There's a sure? form. Yeah, I'm yeah, going to Fendash get. Fendash will help you with that. Yeah, I'll he's get there, the, Jesse first. He's the media officer is, of the club. I need some merchandise from Mighty Jet. You know, Jesses. I need maybe wristbands, whatever souvenir that I'll get, uh, and then I'll start supporting Mighty Jet. <laughs> Hello, good evening. Thanks for calling. Good evening, Thank you for calling. Tell us your name, please. Yeah, speaking with Nasole from Longmark Lantano. Interesting. Talk to us. Thanks for calling, sir. Yes, sir. I want to tell you regarding the adoption that is taking place in Cardinal State. Please go ahead, sir. Let the government do the needful. If not so, then everybody should go back and defend itself. Because the situation in Cardinal has become very, very worrisome. I just say that those uh, people that were kidnapped, by the grace of God, God should rescue them back. In regards of the International Assembly, in fact, these people are not doing us anything there. They go or so that we, next time, if they sign the electoral act into the law, we can be able to choose our correct person that will present us over there. Thank you very much, and God bless you. Appreciate you. Thank you very much. Have a good evening. Zero. Okay, maybe okay, we go to refresh Facebook and then okay zero nine zero nine eight eight four eight eight four eight. Hello, good evening. Thanks for calling. Okay, good evening. Yeah. Good evening. Good evening. Thanks for calling. This is Pastor Eric. I'm calling from Redfield. Thank you're you welcome. for calling, sir. We're listening yeah. to you. Your, your issue on reporting of the media mm. is what is drawing my attention. Yeah, please go ahead. Yes, it is very, very bad to be um, to, 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 to not be sound in reporting mm. on bias, bringing information that is not real. But I want to ask a question. Like you said in the studio, I mean, 
How do we do it? When the media is somehow being gagged not to come out with balanced reports at every moment. Even the ones that you say it is balanced reports are being torn by the political class to, to suit their purposes. Let me tell you, the fourth estate of the realm, the media, is having a lot of problems in this administration. Making it quite difficult that you will not even know when balance report has come. But if you talk what happened, should people who report not report with address of where invent of evil or good took place? Or when they report, they should hide some certain elements that have created a problem. What I'm saying here is, if you man do evil anywhere, bring him out and bring the report of that evil. Yeah, but but uh, Pastor Eric, let me let me ask you, if you know an evil person does something. And, and then, you know, I report to say he's from the South. I, I stress that, you know, he's Igbo, and I make it look as if he's a uh, Igbo criminal. How are you going to feel if you're Igbo? Gentlemen in the studio, let me tell you this. Yeah. Well, begin to wrap up your thoughts. Just, just yes, here. The, the truth here is that when any Igbo man is doing things that is against other citizens of Nigeria, it is not the generality of the Igbos. Very true. But when Igbos hear this and do not condemn this, it will look like the Igbos are fighting the move of this evil. That is what is happening in our country today, more especially what is happening in the part of the north. Thank you, Elta. The elders, the, the leaders, thank the you, people thank you. who support thank to you. talk in this event that is eating up the people of Nigeria has mute and not saying anything. Therefore, thank you, thank you, Pastor. Thank you. By their minds, think that it is the way they are reporting it. Thank, thank you, you very much, and may God bless you. Thank you. Okay, well, I mean, it's it's, it's kind of interesting. I love, you know, uh, intellectual debate and conversation. I feel that, you know, clarity in 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 debate is is the ultimate. That is personally for me. Uh, if you are saying that what I'm saying is wrong, and if you give me reasons for you believing that it is wrong, then it's fine. But allow me to see things from my own, you know, perspective. perspective you mm -hmm. know, don't try to uh, say that I, your own you are wrong and accept that what I'm saying is right. No, with due respect. Even you know, when I was in school, you know, I disagree with my professors, and I have my own reason. Uh, I'm there to gain knowledge, not to, not ideas to be shoved down my throat. For example, um, it's just knowledge, you know. Uh, so, well, I mean, we've come to the end of the show. Buy me your final. One. And it's been a big one. I mean, as quiet as it felt. Uh, but the knowledge is this: um, whether we like to admit it or not, uh, there's a new variant of COVID in town, Delta, yeah. and the effect is devastating. I saw some fact about it yesterday afternoon, and I really, I mean, I got really scared. Uh, a lot of people had even let go. A lot of people had stopped wearing masks. I, I went to Lagos on leave. I came back. I started wearing masks. And someone was, like, oh, but you got your vaccine. And I'm, like, I'm not protected myself i'm protecting you mm. because i can't guarantee that i was absolutely you know careful in lagos i have my vaccine already but you can still pick it from me uh, even though it's not going to affect so please uh, we shouldn't just let go of all of these things uh, the covid important. is still very much around yeah well uh let's continue engaging in debates let's you know have conversation more importantly nigeria belongs to all of us and we need to salvage it together it doesn't belong to the Hausa, it doesn't belong to Fulani's, Biram, Tarok, Ibo. It belongs to every one of us, either birth by citizenship, naturalization, or immigration. Have a good evening. My name is Ponsak Fana. Bye now. Thank you for listening to JFM Podcast.